All right. Good morning, Faith Church. What's going on, everybody? Great to see you guys in the house. Thanks so much for being here at our Florence location. Can we show some love and welcome our Lawrenceburg Faith Church family? It's so good to have you guys in the house soon, soon, soon to move out of our temporary venue into a brand new building that all of your generosity making possible. Come on, man. Can you give it up, man? God has been so faithful. Just want you to know, man, we're already eyeing some opportunities in Muscle Souls, looking to launch a Muscle Souls campus in 2022. Let's go, Faith Church. Exciting. Thank you so much, man. Again, we can't do what we do without so many of you giving, serving, and ultimately, man, it's up to uh, the grace and the goodness of God. So my name is Steve Husk. I'm the lead pastor here at Faith Church. We want to say welcome to everybody, whether you are at one of our locations or you're watching online. We said every week that we believe that Jesus, he is the hope of the world, which means whoever you are, whatever you're going through, your issue, your opportunity, your hurt, or your heartache, if you'll open up your life to Jesus, it'll be the greatest decision, come on, that you've ever made. How many people already know that's true because you're living it? Let's go. Well, we are in week four of a series entitled Transplants that we started several weeks ago, and the whole idea is this, is that God, in his word, uses the analogy of anatomy to talk about how we grow in our spiritual journey, that ultimately God takes out some old things and puts in some new things to help us to become the people that he's called us to be. In fact, week one, we talked about this, that when you become a Christ follower, when you put your faith in Jesus, God's word describes that literally as a heart transplant. The Old Testament says that God takes out a heart of stone and he puts in a heart of flesh, which means he makes us aware of his presence, aware of his word, aware of his will. And that's what starts us on our spiritual journey. Last week, we talked about this idea that God gives us an eye transplant. And I would encourage you to go back and check out the whole series if you've not been here or if you've not seen it. Today, I want to talk about ears to hear. That in our spiritual journey, one of the things that God does is he gives us ears to hear. God will give you literally an ear transplant. Now, here's what I mean by that. So a number of years ago, I was at my parents' house visiting. This is probably as long as 20 years ago. My dad is 76 now, so he was probably in his mid-50s, late 50s when this story happened. And I was over there visiting, and uh, my mom was in the kitchen cooking, and I was there hanging out. My dad was downstairs in the basement. And as he started to come up the stairs at that very moment, uh, our stove was right by this smoke detector on the stairwell. And uh, I don't know what happened, but a little smoke stirred up. No, no shade on your cookie, Mom. You're awesome. They watch second service. I got to throw that out so I can still go there for Christmas. Anyway, so a uh, little smoke stirred up, and it set off the smoke detector. And all of us in this room, all of us in Lawrenceburg, we probably have heard really how atrocious and how, how loud those smoke detectors can be, right? As, as soon as that smoke hit that smoke detector, this shrill sounding beep, 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 I mean loud, very high pitched. And that same moment as my dad is coming up the steps, I come running to turn this thing off. And I'm like, Dad, turn the smoke detector off. And he said this. He said, he said, is the smoke detector on? I mean, he's literally right underneath of it. And this thing, you can hear it for like three blocks away. And I said, yeah, can't you? Like, I'm screaming over the smoke detector. Yeah, Dad, can't you hear that? He said, you mean it's going off right now? And I said, yeah. So he looked up, and you could see the red LED flashing, but he could only see it visually. He could not hear it audibly. And the reason is, is because one is age when you as you mature in age, as your ears get older, you can hear less high frequencies. And probably more importantly, my dad has been a machinist his entire life and probably through hearing damage. When you allow your ears to be continually exposed to loud noises, it damages your ears. So between age and damage, literally my dad could not hear the smoke detector. Now, I know that's kind of outrageous and crazy, but it's a reality 
The issue was it was really no big deal because, one, there wasn't a fire. And two, even if there was a fire, we were in the house, we could let him know that if there was a fire, even if he couldn't hear the smoke detector. But here's what I thought about. Here's what I want you to think about today is what if there was a fire in the house and nobody was there to warn him? Right? Ultimately, you can't be influenced by what you don't hear. And what I want to tell you today, what I want to talk about and lean into this conversation and ear transplants is a much bigger principle than just talking about smoke detectors. This idea is really a life principle. If you're taking notes, here's where we want to go today is that you won't heed what you don't hear. You won't listen to if, if, if you're hearing something or you can hear something, it's never going to influence your life. And here's what I mean by that is all of us in this room or Lawrenceburg, we have all had friends or we've had family members and we saw that they were on a bad trajectory. We, say that we saw that they were headed down a bad road and, and we tried to warn them. We tried to tell them, hey, don't date that person. Don't go there. Don't hang out there. And even though we tried to warn them, come on, anybody know that there are some people that just refuse to listen to somebody's warnings? And probably more than that, let's be honest, some of us in this room, we've been the person that were warned. Like someone said, hey, man, that's a, that's a bad idea. Like, hey, you need to get away from that. You need to not go there. You need to be careful with your finances. Don't invest there. Don't start that business until you're ready. You may want to get, a, right? A lot of us in this room or a lot of us online, we have been warned in our lives. And even though we heard it, we didn't really heed it, right? So again, I want, here's what I want you to hear is that, is that you got to hear it if you're going to heed it. If you're not going to hear warnings, if you're not going to hear directions, it's going to be very difficult to navigate your way through life. And let's be honest, life is incredibly complex. I would challenge to say that all of us hearing this message, we're in seasons, have been, are, or will be. We're trying to figure out, do I make a right turn, a left turn? Do I date them, not date them? Do I go to that school? Do I go to that career path? Do I try to get that contract, right? Like, how do I maneuver my kids? How do I manage my money? And so all of us, life is so complex, and we're always trying to decide which way to go and what's the best decision to make. And what I want you to know is oftentimes in life, if you're going to get to where God has you to go, and if you're going to walk in the plan and purpose of God, you got to make sure you are hearing and heeding the right voice in your life. Let's go, somebody. Now, while we have to hear and heed, you shouldn't heed everything you hear, right? We live in a world that's full of voices, right? In this room, it, we could have a conversation on a lot of things, and I imagine there would be a multiplicity of opinions. But really, it comes down to, in this real world, there are really only four primary voices. If you're taking notes, here are the four primary voices. Here are the things we're hearing that we may not always want to heed. Number one, our own voice. Right? All of us have this internal voice inside of us as we're falling in love or we're looking for opportunities or we're making decisions. Oftentimes, our emotions are pushing and pulling us in a direction. It's not just our voice, but there's the voice of this world. Did you know that this world has a voice? Maybe not an audible voice, but this world operates with principles and values. In fact, God's word tells us that before we come to Christ, that we were being maneuvered by the course of this world, which means we were living in the philosophies of the world that we live in. And it has a, it has a pull on us. It has a voice over culture and society. So it's not just our voice and the voice of this world. How many people know that there's the voice of the enemy? You may not recognize it as so, but all of us in this room have sensed the temptation, have been underneath the deception. And then I think most importantly we need to talk about, and this is where we're going to go today, is God's voice. Come on, God's voice is the voice of truth. And again, in any decision, on any given day, at any given moment, all four of those voices, all four of those influences, all four of those pulls and pushes in our life are all competing for you to heed and hear one of those voices. 
And here's why it matters. Let me just give you a couple examples why those four voices, why you need to choose to listen and heed the right thing that you hear. For example, one, like let's just say if you have a falling out with a friend, all four of those voices will speak into the situation of how you handle that falling out. Like a lot of times, immediately when, when, when someone hurts me or someone takes advantage of me, like what I want to do is I want to get even with them, right? You want to get even with them. Well, that's what I say. You know what this world says? This world says cancel them. The enemy says hate them. You know what God says? God says forgive them, pray for them, and love them. And you have to choose how you're going to maneuver, and you choose based on what voice you heed. Let me give you another one. How many people, how many shoppers we got in the house? Anybody, any shoppers, Lawrenceburg, anybody love to buy? Come on. Come on, shopping therapy is a real thing, baby. But let's just be honest. Some of us, we can't afford to go shopping. Some of the things we want, we can't really afford, but we buy it anyways. And so a lot of times when we're having money problems, it's because our spending is exceeding our budget. And when you go through that, let me tell you, there are four voices that are feeding into financial decisions that you have to decide, what are you going to heed? What voice are you going to hear and heed? And I'm just telling you, when I'm walking through the store and I see something I want, what, you know what I say? What my voice says is, I want it. Who, yes, come on, I want one of those. I didn't even know there was one, but I want one now. <laughs> and I say, I want it. And you know what this world says? This world says, you need it. Yes. Through every advertisement, every commercial, it says, listen, you're not enough. You're not important enough. You're not good looking enough. You're not successful enough unless you get that thing. The world's voice will say, you need it. And the enemy says, forget your budget, forget your bottom line. You deserve it. Hallelujah. But you know what God says? God says, tithe first. Get out of debt second. Save and invest third. And if you got money left over, go ahead and get you them nine-inch blade heels, girl. Go ahead and get them. <laughs> and so you have to decide amidst all those voices, what are you going to listen to? How many of you in this room or in Lawrenceburg, how many of you have ever gone through a season or in a season of worry and discouragement and despair? Come on, wave at me. You ever been there? Because in those seasons, you got all these voices coming at you, and you have to decide what voice are you going to hear, what voice are you going to heed? Because my voice says you're not going to make it. You're in trouble. This ship is sinking and you're not going to make it. And right on top of that, the voice of the world will say, go ahead and just medicate it. Just drink your sorrows away. Pop a pill. Go out and do your hobby and abandon everything else. The voice of the enemy, you know what the voice of the enemy says in seasons of despair? God's abandoned you. God's given up on you and God's not with you or for you. You know what God says, what God's voice says in seasons of worry and discouragement? Jesus says this. He says, you're going to have tribulations in this world, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. You have to choose what voice you're going to heed. And so, again, if we don't hear it, we can't heed it. But just because we hear it doesn't mean we need to heed it. We need to be discerning in what voice we listen to, what promptings we follow, what voices lead our lives. And at the end of the day, in those four, right, I mean, I think we just need to reconsider our own voice. Just because you have an emotional impulse doesn't mean you should go through with it. So we have to reconsider what we hear from ourselves. I think we need to resist this world. I don't think we should go always with this world and what they think and what they say. I think we just need to reject what the enemy says, but we need to receive the word. Come on, everybody say receive the word. Come on, God's is the best voice. God's plan, God's purpose, God's will, and God's way is always the best way. It will always take you to a place where you will prosper, where you will grow, and where you will benefit. But we got to hear God's word if we're going to do it God's way, and we ultimately have to heed to that voice. And so I want to lean into this conversation. Here's really the challenge. Understanding, and at least where I stand today, I think God's voice is the best voice. And let me just give you another piece here. When I say God's voice... I've heard God speak to me lots and lots in my spiritual journey, but I've never seen the clouds part 
the sunshine, and I've never heard like the thunder boom in the sky and God's voice say, oh, Stephen, which is how God would sound if he did. Probably speaks King James. Oh, Stepheneth, if thou would only have followeth me. That's not how God speaks. God speaks primarily, real quick, if you're new to spiritual things, God speaks through his word. God's will is his word. God's word is his will. You want to know God's will is on any subject. God speaks through his word. Number two, God speaks by the Holy Spirit as a Christ follower who lives on the inside of you. God speaks through the preaching, preaching of the word. Good thing you're here. Good thing you're tuning in. God speaks through the godly counsel and wisdom of friends. Not all friends, but godly friends. God can speak through their counsel. God can even speak through dreams. We see that some in the Old Testament, but primarily through his word and through his spirit. And so here's the challenge, right? So if we're leaning into the voice, we want to hear God's voice. And ultimately what we're going to see today is we need to heed God's voice. Here's really the challenge is sometimes we can't hear God. And sometimes we won't hear God. Sometimes we can't hear him. You say, what do you mean you can't hear him? So I told you about my dad, right? So again, here I am. I can clearly hear this smoke detector alarm going off. My dad was absolutely aloof, could not hear it because of the frequency. I have this little thing up here. And what I want to do is I want to see how many of you can hear these frequencies. So I'm going to turn this on. And I want everybody in this room, everybody in Lawrenceburg, if you're online, you can even do this at home. I want you to lift a hand. And as I change these frequencies, as it gets higher, when you can no longer hear it, I want you to put your hand out. Now, this is going to take a minute. And I know it's really exhausting holding an arm up for like 60 seconds. So if you get tired at any point, feel free to switch. Feel free to switch. But keep it up until you can't hear it. So everybody raise a hand. You ready? Here's where we're going to start. Oh, I can feel that. If I had a microphone, I'd start rapping. Here we go. So the human frequency starts at 20 hertz and goes as high as 20,000 hertz. Everybody should be able to hear all these. Keep your hands up as long as you can hear it. We're at 210. That's 500 hertz. It's 1,000 hertz. All right, I'm about to start losing some of you right here. It's 5,000. If you can't hear anything, put your hand down. Some of your arms are getting tired. You're tapping out on me. 7,500. That's 10,000. If you can't hear anything, put your hands down. If you can't hear anything, put your hands down. We're losing some. We're losing some. Let me get it right here. That's 15,000. Who can hear that? If you can't hear anything, put your hand down. How many can still hear that? That's 17,000 hertz. This is the top of our hearing. There's 20,000. Can anybody hear that? If some dogs and babies be in this place, they'd be screaming right now. <laughs> so here's the thing. All the old people, come on, listen. I, I start losing. I, I can hear. I don't have great eyesight, but I can hear. Listen, if you're talking about me, my ears burn, baby. That's what I'm saying. I have really, really good hearing. So I can still hear about 18,000 hertz, which is really, really, really good for, for my age. But here's what I want you to hear is, again, ultimately, God gives us in the natural this certain range of hearing that you can hear from 20 to 20,000 hertz. But through age and through damage, you ultimately lose some bandwidth, which means there's some noise happening. You just can't hear it. The same thing is true 
through spiritual hearing, that ultimately sin damages our spiritual hearing. The same way my dad working in a machine shop damaged his natural ears that he couldn't hear the frequency, the reason some of us aren't following the right voice, we're following our voice, we're following the voice of this world, we're even following at times, maybe unwittingly and unknowingly, the voice of the enemy, the reason we're not following God and heeding what he says is because some of us just can't hear him because when our hearts are hard, our ears are deaf. Come on, somebody. But we need to hear the right voice if we're going to follow it. Now, thankfully, when Jesus came, one of the things he promised was that he would open up our spiritual ears. In fact, repeatedly in the New Testament, he says this, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, he's not saying if you got these two things hanging on the side of your head. He, what he's saying is, if you can really hear me, you better hear me. And the good news is when you give your life to Jesus, one of the first things he does is he gives you brand new spiritual ears and the Holy Spirit comes on the inside of you and you can all of a sudden begin to hear what you never heard. Come on, does anybody remember when you went to church and you didn't love Jesus, but you went to church because your parents made you go to church or your girlfriend made you church in my case, which means I hated the songs. But then when I got saved, it wasn't just a song. It was worship music. At the, it used to be a song like I didn't really care about, but now I was loving Jesus because I knew Jesus loved me. Come on, does anybody know what you're talking about? Or you used to live a lifestyle and you was fine with that lifestyle. Then you gave your life to Jesus and he gave you spiritual ears. And all of a sudden you found out God had something to say about your decisions and your lifestyle that you never heard before. How do you know what I'm talking about? Like all of a sudden you become alive to a whole different frequency in this world. Here's what Jesus said in John chapter 14. Listen to this. He says, he is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth, and the world cannot receive him. So, again, there's immediately this separation. Those who are outside of Christ, you're going to lose that frequency. But when you say yes to Jesus, Jesus, I need a Savior. I'm a sinner. Come into my life and make me your child. The moment you do that, God opens up your spiritual ears to the frequency of his word. He says this. He, says, he goes on. He says this. He says, it doesn't recognize him. He says, but you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Jesus was talking to the disciples before his death and resurrection. So since that moment, after his death and resurrection, every person who puts their trust in Jesus, now the Holy Spirit, as soon as you give your life to Christ, he comes and lives on the inside of you. And then Jesus goes on and says this in John 16, 13. He says, when the spirit of truth comes, I want everybody here to read this, Lawrenceburg, Florence, every voice, he will guide you into all truth. Everybody say all truth. And he will not speak of his own, but he will tell you what he has heard, which means whatever area or situation in your life you need some help with, the Holy Spirit will lead you in the life steps that you need to take in the right direction you need to go with the voice that God has for you. And he says the Holy Spirit won't just say his own thing. He's going to say what Jesus says, which means if you ever say, I know God says in the word I shouldn't, but God told me I could. God's word will always line up with the voice of the Spirit. Those two things will always say the same. What's happening internally will always be the same thing we see externally. What we read in the word is what we hear in our hearts. Are you all hearing what I'm telling you today? And so if we're going to heed the right direction, we have to hear it. And the only way we can hear the voice of God is to come into a relationship with Jesus. Let's go. Are there any Jesus lovers in the house with me today? Come on, somebody. Is anybody thankful? Just for a minute. If you've ever been in a season and, man, the Holy Spirit spoke some encouragement to you, the Holy Spirit spoke some direction to you, the Holy Spirit spoke a rebuke to you. Come on, is anybody here thankful for the voice of the Holy Spirit? Come on. Now, here's the real challenge. You ready? I'm, I'm not even, I ain't really started preaching yet because this is where it starts getting tough, and it's only going to get tougher from here. So everybody reach right. Just do this. Reach right and go over left. It's putting the seatbelt on. Come on, lock in and load up. Here's the challenge. While Christ followers can hear, we sometimes choose not to listen. 
Now, that's not just you. I'm not pointing a finger. If I'm pointing a finger at one at you, I'm pointing three at me. That I think all of us who are hearing this and watching this, Lawrenceburg, you know it's true. I know it's true. We have all come into this place once we become a Christ follower. We become aware and discerning of his voice and his leading. The challenge is I think all of us in this room can also say there's been times we heard God. We just chose not to listen. Like we sensed the direction. We felt a warning. We sensed an impulse. We heard a whisper, and we just said no to God. And a lot of us in this room, think about it, where your life is at because you said no to God. A lot of us, we've experienced heartache and we've experienced disappointment. And it's not because we live in a broken world. This world is is hard and difficult and dark. But some of the challenges we're facing are self-imposed because we refuse to listen to the right voice. And we listen to our own voice. We listen to the voice of this world and or we listen to the voice uh, of the enemy. And so my challenge today for all of us in this room is if you're here and you're not hearing the voice of God, I want you to know a simple decision of saying yes to Jesus opens up your spiritual ears to a frequency you've never heard. And if you're here in this room or in Lawrenceburg or watching online and you've given your life to Christ, but man, you're still struggling in some areas, probably the challenge is, is you're hearing, but you're not really listening. Let me tell you what I mean by that. When I say we're hearing, but we're not really listening, what I mean is, right, my wife and I, we have a good marriage and we have couples tell us on a regular basis. I have people email me and they say, Pastor, man, I wish my marriage was like yours. You know, man, you and Sean are just, and we are, man, we're in love. We love each other, love hanging out. We have a a healthy marriage in a lot of ways, but I want to give you the flip side. We're not perfect. Uh, We have our own struggles. There's things she doesn't do right. And, you know, we have arguments like everybody else. (laughs) I left her a list on the refrigerator before I left. Here's things you can work on. I, you know, I don't do things right either. In fact, one of the areas that's probably very stereotypical of our relationship, like many of yours is I'm not really a great listener when it comes to my wife. And, and here's why. Here's my excuse. Here's get me out of jail free card. Is because Sunday mornings, I'm a communicator. I stand on a platform and I talk and I preach and I give. But the rest of my week, I'm largely listening. I got to listen to my staff. I have to listen to my team. Lots of people call me, email me, instant message me, and they're going through things. And I have to have an empathetic ear. I have to hear the problems of people and what they're going through. And so sometimes after I've heard all everybody else pour on and tell me what they're going through, when I get home, I'm done listening. Come on, is anybody else going to, come on, man, help me out. Is anybody else going to, like, I just need a timeout. Not the kind of timeout she wants to give me. Like, I'm just out. Like, I need a, and so oftentimes as soon as I get home, my wife will start to tell me about her day. And this has happened lots and lots. I'm sure it's happened to you where my wife will tell me something like on Monday and then she'll bring it back up on Thursday. And when I hear Thursday, that's brand new information. Anybody know, like I didn't, and she'll say, remember, I told you about her just the other day. And so now I have this joke that I tell her, she'll start to say something. She'll say, remember, I told you the other day. And I'll say this, babe, you know, I don't listen to you. (laughs) Some some of you say that's horrible. If I laugh, it makes it easier. But she gets it, right? Because here's the thing. Listen, listen, listen. God's word is saying, listen, it's not enough just to sit in church and hear it. It's not enough just to open your Bible and read it. It's not just enough to pray and sense direction. At some point, we can't just hear it. We have to heed it. We have to listen to it and go the direction that God has for our life if we're going to get where he wants us to go. Let's go, somebody. And so Jesus teaches this parable. If you were here last week, this sounds strangely familiar not because I'm re-preaching last week's message. This is a totally different section of scripture. It's because Jesus uses the illustration we're about to read in, in, multiple, in, in multiple different issues and topics that he covers. And so here's what he says. Luke chapter 8, verse 16. Jesus says, no one lights a lamp and then covers it with a bowl or hides it under a bed. A lamp is placed on a stand where its light can be seen by all 
who enter into the house. Now, if you were here last week, you heard this, but for those who weren't, if you'll indulge me and just hear this again, Jesus is teaching in a context of a world that was incredibly dark. There were no street lights. There were no house lights. They didn't have electricity with lights in every room. And so in the first century, once the sun went down, once there was no natural light, they were in darkness. And so the way they countered that is every home, typically it was a small house, they would generally have one lamp. And those lamps were, uh, were oil-fed, and because oil was expensive, they only had one. So when night would come, they would light the lamp, and they would put it on a high place in the house so the, light, so the house would be lit. Everybody understood that. And so what Jesus is saying is this. Jesus is saying, listen, if you want a house to be lit up, you don't light the lamp and then cover it up. That would be foolish. And his point is this. Are you all ready? You're going to see Jesus gets into this. The point that Jesus is making is the same way nobody who wants to light up a dark house covers up a bowl, God's word is light. It is revelation. If you want to understand a situation, shine the word of God on it. If you want to understand who God is, shine the word on it. If you want to understand eternity, shine the word on it. If you want to understand finances, God's word has loads to say about finance. Shine the word of God on it. If you want to understand marriage, relationships, uh, parenting, whatever the subject is, if you will shine the word of God on it, it will bring light to that situation and you will have understanding and truth. Are you all hearing what I'm telling you? So he says, nobody takes a lamp, lights it, and then covers it up. And he's saying, nobody who needs the light of my word hears the word and covers it up and cancels it. Or do we? Like a lot of us hear the voice, but we're the very people Jesus is talking about. We show up in a message, we do our devotions, we pray, we have friends give us godly counsel, and we refuse to heed what we hear. And all of us are there. And he goes on and he says this, watch he says, for all that is secret will, be event- will eventually be brought into open, and everything that's concealed will be brought to light and made known to all. How many people does that scripture make you really nervous? <laughs> if you not, you need to read it again. <laughs> the good news is God's not talking like one day all of your dirty laundry is going to be aired. Is anybody else thankful for that? Thank you, Jesus. Here's what Jesus is saying. When he's saying there's nothing that's concealed right now that one day is not going to be brought to light, all the secrets are going to come out. He's not talking about your personal business. What he's saying is this, that right now we live in a world, again, with competing voices. There's coming a day when God's voice is going to be vindicated. Well, right now, as you and I, as we navigate life and we're making decisions and we're trying to honor God's word, and sometimes it costs you something to do business with integrity and ethics, and you could have made more money if you fudged the lines, but you did it the right way. Come on, you could have got in a relationship and probably got married quicker if you compromised. Come on, your character and just got in bed with somebody. You could have did it the world's way, but you chose to do it God's way. God's way is saying, God, what God's word is saying is one day there's coming a time when my word is vindicated and all who followed my word, they're going to be relieved. I'm glad I did it God's way. He's saying, but there's also coming a time where some of us, including me and including you, where we didn't do it God's way, we're going to look at it and God's going to say, see, I've been telling you to do it that way all along, but you refuse to do it my way. There's coming a time that God's word is going to be vindicated, and we're going to have some regret. I wish I did it God's way. Are you all hearing what I'm telling you? Let me give you an example. Philippians says this, that there's coming a time that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Everybody say, there's coming a time when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That means right now, not every, every knee's bowing and not every tongue confessing. Do you know why? Because some people are atheists and they, they don't believe Jesus was the son of God. Muslims believe he was just a prophet. Hindus believe he was just a teacher. 
There's all manner of people. There are Christians, and when I say Christians, I don't always mean synonymous with Christ, but I'm people who just show up at church on Sunday. There are some people who think certain things about Jesus, and God's worth saying, I've been saying it for thousands of years, but there's coming a point in time where the secret of who he is is going to come out to light to everybody, and at that time, every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Come on, somebody. He's saying, if you'll live my truth now and walk in my word now, you're going to figure out all along I was always right in your voice, the voice of this world, and the voice of the enemy was always always the wrong way to go. Come on, somebody. We have to heed what we hear. We got to lean into and listen to the voice God's giving us. And then he says this. So pay attention. Oh, go back, go back, go back. He says, again, for all that's secret. So again, everything God has to say, one day we'll get to that place where we're like, okay, God, you were right. And then he says this. So pay attention how you hear. Did y'all catch that little word? I would think he would say, so be careful what you hear. And what Jesus says is, be careful how you hear. His point is this. He's saying, I've already established what you hear. What you should hear is my word. And my word's like a, remember he said this in Psalms, my word is a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. You want to figure out where to go in life? Light a lamp. You want to figure out how to maneuver through a situation? Light a lamp. You want to figure out life? Shine my word on it. Now, you can trust that you think you know it well enough, and everybody in this room has gotten up in the middle of the night to use the restroom. Come on, I don't care how much you love Jesus. You kick the bedpost, you're going to Christian cuss a little bit. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) You know I'm telling the truth. Come on, we all need Jesus. Let's go. And listen, if you're walking in a situation that you're semi-familiar with that's a little bit dark and you kick the bed, how much more you're walking in a season, a situation where you've never been there, you've not been married, you've not been in the business yet, you've not been in school yet, you've not been in the season yet, it's brand, how much more do we need the light of God's word to enlighten our path, a lamp to our feet and a light to our path? That's what God's word is saying, but he's saying this, but be careful, be careful, not what you hear, but be careful how you hear which means all of us in this room and all of us in Lawrenceburg, all of us have been in the season where we've had some selective hearing. You know what selective hearing is, right? Some of you have it right now, where you show up in church and you sit down in church and I'm preaching and at some point you kind of hear me mumbling in the background, but you're kind of listening, but you're not listening because you're thinking about how hungry you are and you're wondering what restaurant are we going to go to and are we going to meet them there? I wonder if they're going to go with us. If not, if they don't go with us, then I can go to this one because they don't like that anyways. And I got to go to, I got to go to a store, man, Publix is probably going to be busy, but if I hit this store, I need a loaf of bread. Dang, I need some milk too. I wonder if milk's back because we just had a storm. Did they restock the milk yet? And some of you, like your voice is everywhere but here. Like you kind of hear me, but you don't. Come on, selective hearing. You open your Bible up and you read it. And as you start reading it, you're kind of reading it. But while you're reading it, you're thinking about everything you need to do that day. I got to call that. Come on, am I the only one that has like a multiplicity? Am I crazy? Like, am I schizophrenic? No, there are all these voices coming in and you have to heed it and you have to hear it if you're going to follow it and walk in the light that God has for you. Come on, somebody. So be careful. Pay attention how you hear. God's given us the capacity to hear his frequency. What he requires from us is the humility to listen. And that's a challenge that all of us are in. So here's a question I want you to ask yourself. How would your life be different today had you listened to his voice when you heard it? Because all of us in this room, we have stories of how we got off track or how we, how we ended up on our face, how we hit rock bottom. And 
at the time, it's not because we didn't know we were headed the wrong direction. We knew. People told us. We read it. We heard it in a message, and we just refused to listen. We were convinced we were headed the right direction, and it just ended up bad. So let me just ask you another question. How could your life be different if you decided to start to listen today? Which means you're just not going to sit down, show up, sit down, and listen and leave, but you're going to show up, sit down, and learn and leave and apply. And when a godly friend gives you counsel, you're going to humble your heart and listen. When you spend time reading the word through the week, you're going to say, God, help me to listen. Help me to heed, not just to hear. And all of a sudden, you'll start to find out that God is really interested in the minutia of your life. That God really will help you make the big decisions. That God really will help you to navigate the complexities that all of, we, that all of us face. But again, some of us we can't hear and some of us we just won't hear. And here's how I know we won't hear. Think about this. If, if I was to ask the question, if you really needed wisdom and you really believe God would give you wisdom, if you really needed help with a situation, how many of you would say, if God would give it to me, I would listen? If God would just show me what to do, I would listen. How many of you would say that? If God would tell me, if God would show me, I would listen. I think I would be like, yeah. Well, it's not true. You know how I know, I know, I know it's not true? Three things real quick. Parable, precedent, and personal experience parable. The whole context of Luke chapter 8, the various chapter we're reading out of, is a whole chapter on how powerful God's word is, on how God's word transforms situation. And before we get to the parable of the lit lamp, Jesus tells a parable of a farmer. And Jesus says this, that there's a farmer that goes out and sows seed. He goes out and he scatters seed, and the seed falls on the ground, and it falls into different places, and it falls into hard ground, it falls into shallow ground, it falls into good ground. And primarily, he says, when it falls into hard ground, like no, nothing ever sprouts up, and some of it falls into shallow ground where it gets like a little, little something that sprouts out of the ground, but then it dies. And he goes on, he says, the answer is this. He says, he says, I'm the sower, and the seed is the word of God, and your heart is the dirt. He says, some of you, he says, my, my word's going out, my instruction, my light's going out, but some of you, you have a hard heart, and you just won't receive it. And some of you got a shallow ground, which means you show up Sunday, and you're engaged, but then you go back to work on Monday, and you go back to the business on Monday, and you go back to the family on Monday. He says, and you forgot what you heard. He says, the seed can't really get in your heart and do its work. So he's saying, by, by, par by the way Jesus taught, he says, some of us are just really bad listeners. And then precedent, the Bible is littered with stories where God speaks, God warns, God challenges, and people just plug their ears like little two-year-olds that stomp their feet. There's a story that Jesus tells about this guy. He's known synonymously as the rich young ruler. And he hears a story like this guy is stacking fat stacks. Like, this guy is a squillionaire. In all accounts, like, in our book, we'd want to be like him. He's on, the, he's on the cover of Forbes. He's running a Fortune 500. But he finds out that Jesus has a secret to eternal life. And one day he sees Jesus walking down the road, and he runs down. And the Bible says he comes running, and he falls at the feet of Jesus. He's like, Jesus, son of God, tell me where can I get, what is the secret? What's the truth? How do I find eternal life? And you know what Jesus says? Jesus gives him his answer. Jesus lights his path. Jesus opens his ears. He says, I'll help you find eternal life. He says, but the problem is, not that you have money. The problem is money has you. God has no issue with people being wealthy. God has no issue with you having fat stacks. God's issue is, is when money controls your life. And he knows that this guy's heart is surrounded with money. And so he tells this young guy, he says, take all you have, go give it away, and come and follow me, and you'll have eternal life. 
And the Bible says this man went away sorrowful because he had great riches. So here's a man said, God, if you'll just tell me, I'll do it. If you'll just show me the way, I'll follow. And Jesus gave it. And he said, you know what? I got something else that has my attention. And so some of us in this room, listen, I'm not pointing a finger because I've ignored God. I've rebelled against his voice. I've said no. And I've always regretted it. And if I've not regretted it, it's because I've not regretted it yet. God's word and God's will always leads to a place of victory. It always leads eventually to a place of prosperity. And the voice of the enemy and the voice of this world will always lead you astray. And if you've not ended up astray yet, it's because you've not reached the end yet. And the last is personal experience. I could tell you stories for days of how I've listened to God's voice and it worked out. And like you, I can tell stories for days of how I've ignored his voice and didn't listen and how it came back to bite me. You have stories just like that. And so here's a challenge. Heed what you hear. Jesus is saying, like, just, just lean in. Just make the decision that you are going to listen. And here's why. You ready? Last verse here in what Jesus teaches, Luke 8, 18. He says, to those who listen to my teaching, not just hear but listen, not just those who hear but those who heed, those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what they think they understand will be taken away from them. You know what he's saying? If you're taking notes, here it is. The volume of God's voice is determined by our level of obedience. The val- Come on, when, when, I, when you get into a stretch where you want to honor God and you're hearing God's word and you sense God's direction and, and you hear what God has to say about your parenting and what God has to say about your morality and about what God has to say about how you run your business and God speaks to all those and gives us principles and truths, the more you lean into his truth, the more you listen. God's saying, like, that light will get brighter and brighter. His voice will get louder and louder. But when the more you say no to God, he just keeps getting quieter and quieter and quieter and quieter. It really has nothing to do with the volume of his voice. It has to do with the capacity for your ears to hear. I could clearly hear that smoke detector. But my daddy reached a place he couldn't hear it anymore. And the more you say no, you just lose the frequency of God's voice. Your heart just gets harder. And so what would happen if all of us just made a decision like, Lord, I I want to hear God. Life is crazy. I need help. Will you help me? There's a prayer a young man named Samuel prayed in the Old Testament that I want to give you today as we close. And I just want to encourage all of you, just for one week, pray this prayer every day before your feet hit the ground, before you open up your phone, before you look at your schedule, before you flip open Instagram or TikTok or whatever you do, before you do anything else, I want us to pray this prayer. This is my commitment. I'm going to do it. I want to challenge you to do it. Here's the prayer. 1 Samuel 3, 9. Everybody say it together. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Come on, will you say that with me? Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Notice he doesn't just say speak. He don't need the other three voices. He's saying, you're the Lord. It's your way. Will you speak to me, Lord? Because I really want to hear. Say it one more time. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. As we close today, again, some of us we can't hear, and some of us we don't hear. If you're here and you've never given your life to Jesus, you've never opened up your heart to really hear the frequency of God's word. The Bible says the moment you surrender your life 
and you recognize the need of a Savior, in that very second, you're forgiven of all of your sin. In that moment, you become a child of God forever. And in the context of today's message, it opens your ears to start hearing what God has to say. If you're watching online or you're in Lawrenceburg or you're here and you've never said yes to Jesus, I want to give you an opportunity to open up your heart and become a child of God today. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's you, if you've never surrendered your heart to Jesus, or maybe you did a long time ago, man, you're backslidden, you're not serving the Lord, and you say, man, today I need to rededicate my life to Christ. Or today I want to make a decision, Pastor, today I want to give my life to Jesus. I need grace. I need his forgiveness. If that's you all over this room on the count of three, come on, I want you just to lift a hand real high. Just, I just want to see it because I want to pray with you. I want to pray for you. If you say, Pastor Steve, today I want to give my life to Jesus. On the count of three, just throw a hand in the air. One, two, come on, men and women, boys and girls, three. Lift it up real high. Say, man, I want to give my life to Christ. There's a lot of hands. Thank you, 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 thank you. All you need to do if you lifted a hand or even if you didn't is just say, Jesus, will you forgive me? And will you be my savior? And will you help me to follow you? And for all the rest of us, it's the decision of not being able to hear. It's about being willing to hear. And so I just pray this prayer over you. Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Lord, this week, will you give us ears to hear you and hearts to follow you in every season in every situation. In Jesus' name, and everybody who agrees said amen.